When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello again, friends, and welcome into Gamecock Central Radio. Emerson Phillips joined by our columnist, Scott Davis. Scott's column this week, a tough read. Bluegrass Blues is the headline. The article is on Gamecock Central right now. Scott, a rough week for you and for the Gamecocks. You had meat sweats, and you said <laughs> in your column this week that you turned into your wife's least favorite incarnation of you, Scary Fan. No question, no question. I was not uh... – didn't handle that loss to Kentucky very well, Emerson, just as I didn't handle it very well last year, something I wrote about uh, in 2017. So it's starting to become an unfortunate trend. The Gamecocks, i got to tell you, I really felt confident about this game, which just goes to show you that it, no one should ever listen to me when it comes to making predictions or having thoughts or feelings or any kind of analysis about college football because I really thought South Carolina was going to come out after that complete beatdown of Vandy and uh, show up and, and make like life difficult for Kentucky. I felt like Kentucky probably felt very good about themselves uh, after their win over Mississippi State last week coming off a big win over Florida the week before. Uh, I just still didn't take this Kentucky team that seriously, and they came out and thoroughly outplayed South Carolina, particularly in the first half, and looked by every stretch of the imagination like the better team, just as they have now for the fifth year in a row. So a tough, tough feel for South Carolina and their fans to swallow, fans especially have been circling this game since that blackout disaster last year. And it just didn't work out again. And right now, Kentucky is a better football program than the University of South Carolina. And those are some words that I never thought that I would say. Mm, No doubt about it. All right, Scott, before we go into greater detail on the Kentucky debacle this weekend, uh, let's talk about the good news, and that was your trip to Austin, Texas. <laughs> yeah, fun place. I'm sure many listeners have been there. If you haven't, put it on your uh, list to check off. My wife's birthday was this past week, and she's kind of a, a birthday queen. You want to make sure that you give her a good one. So we went out there, and while we were there, I had to make sure – that I ate some Texas barbecue and did so at a place called Salt Lick Barbecue, which is a famous Texas brisket house. It's about 40 miles outside of Austin, kind of in the middle of nowhere, really. Uh, or at least it was probably 10 or 15 years ago, but Austin, one of those towns like many growing cities that is creeping ever farther out into the countryside, but still has a, a kind of a rural Texas vibe. So we had a good time there. I ate at least my weight in brisket and sausage and all other good stuff out there. So, again, was feeling good as my plane landed uh, 
early Saturday in Atlanta, I headed back to the house, got ready for South Carolina, Kentucky, plopped down in my den chair with some college football, was very excited about what was going to take place that night. And once again, the Gamecocks just turning in one of their worst efforts in recent memory against this Kentucky team who just seems to have their number right now. Right, so the first portion of your column this week, Scott, is uh, the five straight losses to Kentucky, and how did we get here? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I think that's that's one of the, the, the main questions the column tries to answer, and I think at the end of the column we realize that uh, there there is no answer. At least I don't have one. You know, South Carolina has out-recruited Kentucky, to be honest, really since they joined the SEC in 1992. So, that's why they've typically always beaten Kentucky. Yeah, there's going to be a blip every now and then. You're just not going to win 25 straight games against somebody. So, you you know, you'd see the Gamecocks lose to Kentucky here or there, but you never would have seen them lose five games in a row to the Wildcats, which is what they've just now done. Even while compiling better recruiting classes, some of them markedly better over the last – 10 years and even over the last five years lots have recruited better since mark stoops got there but they're not hanging top 10 classes on the board uh the gamecocks have consistently out recruited them at least in terms of rankings and you know the way that we look at the number of quality athletes that arrive at a school every year so to lose five in a row really really doesn't make a ton of sense but that's where we are the Gamecocks' 24-10 to loss to Kentucky brought about a dearth of game balls this week. Scott, the Salt Lick Barbecue Meat Sweats Game Balls of the Week, just two of them. <laughs> yeah, you know, one to, to Salt Lick, as I was just talking about. Great place. If you're out in Central Texas sometime, make sure you stop by there. It's, uh, it's exactly what you think Texas barbecue would be like, and I highly recommend it. And then the other game ball, unfortunately, was to the game ending, mm. Emerson, because that really was about the only good thing that happened for South Carolina on Saturday. It just it was one of those games, unlike last year's, where the Gamecocks got off to this, you know, surprisingly exciting start. This game just didn't feel right from the very beginning. The Gamecocks came out and couldn't get anything going on offense and then, you know, uh, a couple of series later, Rico Dowdle fumbles the football at the seven-yard line. Kentucky kicks field goal, and we're off to the races. And it was deja vu all over again for South Carolina against Kentucky. And nine deflators this week, Scott. Deflated balls, nine of them. Pick a few here. Let's start with Jake Bentley doesn't play well in big games. That narrative has reached a fevered pitch. It certainly has, and I hate it for him because – I know how much he wants to win, not just for himself, but for the University of South Carolina. And as a fan, as a fan that means something to me. I appreciate that about him. Um, unfortunately, it just has not worked out for him in any of these games that really matter. He He's a guy that can look very good at times um, against lesser competition or against competition that is – roughly, you know, the same as South Carolina, but when, you, when you're playing in, in, in center stage with a, a big game on the line, he just hasn't performed up to the expectations that I know that he has for himself. So 
it's not even about what the expectations of South Carolina fans are. I know that he has not felt good about his performances in these games. And so as a fan of him and of the school, I hate to see that narrative taking hold that, you know, he just can't win a big game. But unfortunately, when the performance is what it was on Saturday night, that just that chatter is going to continue to build and build until he goes out there against a high-quality opponent and performs like I think we all still believe he can. But 13 for 28, 148 yards, um, three picks, uh, had just nine yards passing in the first half, which is a really stunning statistic. Also, a deflated ball this week for another narrative that has gained just as much steam. Will Muschamp doesn't win big games. He's 1-8 versus ranked opponents at South Carolina. It's unfortunate, again, because I know there's nobody on earth that wants to win for South Carolina fans more than Will Muschamp. The reality is he's 1-8 against ranked opponents, and when you play a Southeastern Conference schedule, you've got a game against at the end of the year against Clemson every year. You're going to be playing a lot of ranked opponents. And if you're one and eight, then something's not working. And so I'm not sure what happens to South Carolina in these these games where the fans are excited about it. You know, even the national media is hyping it. And for whatever reason, South Carolina just is not coming um, to play in these kinds of environments. And that's something that's got to change if the Gamecocks are going to start competing in the SEC. Because the reality is, to be a contender in this league, you're going to have to negotiate not one or two big games a year, but, you know, half a dozen probably. So if you're just not finding a way to not just win these games, but not really compete in them, then that's not a good sign. And um, I know that the Gamecock coaching staff, you know, chafes at hearing this kind of stuff. And I don't like talking about it any more than anybody else does. But at the same time, we can't sit back and, and deny that it's happening. Uh, they've got to find a way to convert on one of these games against high-quality opponents. And it needs to happen sooner rather than later, or else th- these narratives that we're talking about, Emerson, are just going to kind of be become – accepted truths about this program yep they will get louder unless things change so you wrap up the column this week scott with a question which way do we go well that's the question and by the way let me add if any fans are thinking that i'm overly critical of this program i I did give myself a couple of deflated balls in this column (laughs) as as i often i wasn't gonna bring that up (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, I, uh, like I said, I was confident about this football game. I thought South Carolina was a better team than Kentucky. And um, right now they're not. But uh, where do we go from here? That's the question. You've got two huge games coming up. One's against Missouri this week. The next week against Texas A&M. The, you know, I hear a lot of people saying those are both winnable games. You know, I guess that's true. They're also both losable games. South Carolina, if this season is going to um, go anywhere other than in a downward trajectory, they need to win these next two games. Because if they don't, things could slip away very, very quickly. You've still got Florida on the schedule. Whether you think Tennessee's a good football team or not, 
They have great athletes. That's always a close game. Um, there's still Clemson on the schedule. So still plenty of people <laughs> that can that can hang an L on you. And uh, these are some really critical games. And that's the question. Which way do we go? We're going to find out um, this weekend. And I hope it's in a direction that is more positive, more upbeat, and more enjoyable than what we saw last night. Yeah, Scott, your column each week is generally a lot of fun. But this one ranking kind of low on the fun meter. <laughs> what can you do? I mean, it was a tough game. You know, it was tough from beginning to end. And um, the reality is we – the one thing I've always said since I started writing this column is that we'll be honest about what's happening out there, and um, that's going to continue to be the case. And we appreciate that, Scott. Good work this week. Hopefully things will look up from here. Thank you, bud. Thank you, Emerson. Talk to you next week. All right, that's Scott Davis. Scott is a South Carolina alum. He lives in Atlanta. He brings us a fan's perspective on Gamecock sports. And the headline of his column this week is Bluegrass Blues. It's on the website now. Check it out. I'm Emerson Phillips. Thank you for joining us on Gamecock Central Radio. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.